Welcome to Equisport Radio, your VIP pass to the world of horse racing. Down the stretch they come! Beth Salzman, take you inside the gate, behind the scenes, to the heart of horse racing. Equisport Radio, get tied on. Welcome aboard. Uh, this is Les Salzman, the Equisport News Show uh, for this week. Along with me, uh, Scott Miller, hanging out here at Sunshine Meadows at the finish line. Scott, say hello to the crowd. Hey, guys. You're going to have a great show this week. We are. And, uh, you know, Scott, this time of year, I always get that Saratoga itch. You know? oh. And so what we're going to do this week is we've got two folks, uh, Mike Anno from uh, the Therafan organization that's going to hold a great awards banquet the second week in August. And also, we've got Dan Tordman, who works with America's Best Racing, but also is one of the hosts and founders of Equicon. I tell you what, Saratoga is going to be good. It's going to be the measuring stick for all of thoroughbred racing this year. I think you're right. And, you know, it's interesting, Scott. Typically, I go up the first week in August for the, the regular sale, the select sale. Well, first of all, that's out of my budget this year, but the New York sale and then these two events, they're going to change it a lot about the calendar in Saratoga. Well, you, you know that. Uh, I've noticed Todd Pletcher has uh, a lot of New York breads in partnership with his dad, and they broke their maidens first time out in New York. So the sales are going to really be, you know, important this year in Saratoga. No, I, I think you're right. And the should be a great meet. There's some great horses. Obviously, we're we're probably as deep with good horses this year than many years. Oh, you got that right. You're going to see the Preakness winner, the Derby winner, and the Belmont winner, which are all three different horses come together possibly in the Travers. I agree with you. And, you know, you've got a lot of young horses coming up, and of course, you've got Songbird that's probably going to be back there again. And so it's going to be an exciting August. And we're going to take a couple of minutes to catch our breath about it, and then we're going to bring in Dan Tordman, and he's going to tell us all about the stuff that America's Best Racing and Equicon have in, play, in store for us. So we'll be right back. When you head to a horse sale, either looking to buy or sell, you really don't know what's going to happen. In the blink of an eye, horses can leave the ring undersold or overpriced. But what if there was a better way to ensure a fair market price for both the buyer and seller? Here at The Stable, this fall, we're offering just that. We offer the ability to see your yearlings hard at work while giving you a better chance to make informed decisions that are calculated, not spur of the moment. We'll also provide in-depth commentary from our trainers, blacksmiths, and veterinarians on how each horse is progressing. 
Be part of horse racing history this summer right here in downtown Saratoga. Equestricon 2017 is coming August 14th and 15th at the Saratoga Springs City Center. Equestricon is the first ever international horse racing convention, fan festival, and trade show. There'll be something for every racing fan. Entertainment, education, autograph sessions with racing legends, and a chance to engage with the sport like never before. Get in on exclusive passes, tours, and events while tickets last at Equestricon.com. Come celebrate racing at Equestricon this August in Saratoga. And we're back. And with us is one of the founders of EquestraCon, Dan Tordman. Dan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great, great. I guess you're getting pretty excited about uh, what's coming up for you guys. Yeah, we are uh, counting down the days. We are just under 60 days now, so um, we're obviously extremely pumped. We made a huge announcement this week uh, that our aftercare keynote uh, for EquestraCon will be none other than uh, media icon and uh, off-the-track thoroughbred owner Soledad O'Brien. Um, so we're, you know, literally every single day we're <laughs> continuing to make some pretty big announcements, um, and uh, we've got a few more uh, tricks up our sleeves, but uh, as we stand here, um, we've got over 80 events planned over the course of the convention, uh, over, you know, two and a half, three days. Um, it should be a pretty, pretty epic uh, event, and uh, it's been a massive undertaking, but it's been a lot of fun just organizing it. Now, I looked at the calendar, and you've got a little bit for everybody. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our goal. There's such a wide assortment. Yeah, yeah, that's our goal with it. Look, we—it's it's no mystery that, that as an industry, we could stand to uh, grow our fan base and to strengthen our existing base, um, and to let them know whether you're let people know whether you're a horse player or whether you're somebody who just loves the horses themselves and you're not a gambler, or whether you're into horse racing for you know uh, the fun that you could have, you know, going out and. Uh, taking photos of horses or, you know, going to the backstretch and, you know, maybe you're interested in becoming an owner one day. Uh, maybe you're interested in, in the breeding side and you have your favorite horses and you, their your favorite songs that you follow. Wherever you are on that spectrum of uh, racing fan, we want to provide something that uh, will be of interest to you at the convention. So there's a trade show component uh, on Monday and Tuesday at the Saratoga Spring City Center, Monday and Tuesday, August 14th and 15th in which people will come in, it'll be a space, uh, a space filled with, you know, entertainment, uh, live music, uh, legends signing autographs, triple crown jockeys, team secretariat, Pate, Ramon Dominguez, so on. Um, we'll have uh, various stations set up with, uh, with interactive uh, games and, and other things that people can sort of dive into, opportunities to win trips to Hong Kong, for example, uh, to see their international races, um, and then You'll have rows of booths uh, with vendors from all over the country, from racetracks uh, all over the country, the Breeders' Cup, NCRA, uh, farms, you know, from Kentucky, Claiborne's, uh, Denali, TaylorMade, Windstar, uh, and the list goes on and on. And that's just what you get. That's what you get to experience for a $25 ticket when you walk through the door. Um, you have other tickets. Uh, that'll give you a more immersive experience in which you can participate on uh, a, a number of panels, workshops, seminars, where you can really dig deep and learn more about ownership or breeding, or you can just kind of hear from 
legends like Tom Durkin talking about their favorite race calls. Uh, so that's, you know, we've built in a lot of entertainment and a lot of education, and the whole goal of it is our third E, which is engagement. We want to engage with people. We want them to come out and just have a great time. Now, this is something that came about with by you sitting around a coffee shop on a Thursday afternoon saying, hey, let's, let's do something different. T- tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about the genesis of yeah, I mean, it, it's really, um, I mean, that's essentially it. I was actually at a coffee shop, uh, a coffee shop slash juice bar, because I was in Brooklyn, so of course it had to be a juice bar as well. Um, exactly. And, <laughs> and um, you know, a friend of mine who, uh, he's actually an e-commerce guy, uh, he sells, you know, sort of cell phone gadgets online, but he uh, he's a super creative guy prior to, to, to you know, to, to launching his pretty successful e-commerce business, he was a uh, you know he was a graphic designer, and he's always thinking creatively. And, and we were just kicking some thoughts around, and so that was the first time the word convention actually came up. And then I said, let me take this concept and see if I can if I can push it forward. And, and the two people that, that I knew at the time and that I know now are, are are two of the most committed people when it comes to uh, fan engagement and developing new fans for the sport of racing are my two partners. Justin Nicholson and Catherine Sharp. Um, they're young breeders and, and owners who live in Pennsylvania part-time and New York part-time. Um, they, uh, they immediately uh, ran with it. As soon as I, I mentioned it, they started firing back ideas. This is how we could do this. This is how we could get people excited. This is our chance to really bring the industry together in a fun and festive way and highlight the best of horse racing. And it's a win-win for everyone. It just makes sense for everyone to participate from the racetracks to the ADWs, the product service providers, because here's your chance. Never before as an industry have we had an opportunity to kind of reach our end user, our, our end customer, our, our fans and our consumer uh, quite like this. And so, you know, you've got to be there. You've got to set up a booth. I mean, if you're, if you're anyone who feels like, you know, you, you know you're, you're a serious participant in the sport and that you're interested in cultivating that next generation of, a fan, a better, of, of, of owner, this is the place you need to be. So uh, it's really, it's just snowballed, and we've been, we've been absolutely blown away by the amount of support we've got. We've got over 100 industry partners. Um, we've also got um, about 135 scheduled speakers. I mentioned Soledad O'Brien. Uh, we're going to be making another announcement shortly about our racing keynote. Uh, so that'll be another announcement. Uh, but beyond that, we've got, like I said, 130 speakers covering everything from, from aftercare to, to, to betting the races to, uh, to, to getting more involved with racing, um, you know, the ownership and breeding side. And then we also have a lot, a lot in the ways of uh, networking and opportunities for younger people to learn more about starting a career in racing as well. See, that's so great. Scott had a question for you. Hey, Dan, Scott Miller here. I got a question. Hey, for, do you think that you'll ever see this? go to like Delmar or out on the west coast well yeah you know look we have from day one we branded this event the first ever international horse racing convention and um, we threw an international not by accident but because we do see this as, as a global effort not only a national effort we see this as an international effort as well and so not only have we had discussions about you know, letting this thing sort of develop organically to the point where it's, um, you know, in year one, we want to obviously prove the concept, and we think Saratoga Springs gives us the best opportunity to do that. 
Um, in year two, I can tell you based on the support we've gotten from Saratoga, from everyone in the city, and the excitement and the enthusiasm about this event, uh, it's going to be pretty hard to convince us that we should be doing this convention anywhere else in year two than Saratoga. But beyond that, you know, we have started having some discussions internally about, you know, where can this go? And if this grows the way we think it's going to continue to grow, um, certainly those possibilities and those options are on the table uh, in terms of not only taking it um, to, the, uh, to the West Coast, but also taking it, you know, outside of the country if the, if the right opportunity presents itself. So, you know, we're young. We're also, we're not beholden to anyone. We're three independent, creative, um, you know, people who have just come together with, with, with a fun idea. And so, um, and since we're not tied to anyone in particular or any, any individual organization and racing, we have some freedom in terms of where we could potentially move this thing down the road. Well, I'm excited about it, Dan. I tell you what, anything we can do to help you, just let us know, because this is what horse racing needs. Thank you. Really do appreciate that. Really appreciate yeah, no, that. Ha having the young blood, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about how you got involved in ABR, and because this is kind of where the future is. You know, you, you know, if you remember the movie Seabiscuit, you know how Mr. Howard always used to say, it's the future. Well, you guys are the future. So tell us a little bit about what what got you started. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you know, and you mentioned ABR, America's Best Racing, which for, for listeners who, who aren't familiar with America's Best Racing, you can check it out at americasbestracing.net. Um, it's just really this, this incredible, uh, it's really turned into this multimedia powerhouse in racing in terms of being able to engage with younger people, specifically provide educational content. And so that, that was kind of my... Uh, my, my break in racing uh, was being able to, to to be a part of America's Best Racing, and I still am. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm you know very much my full time job is, is as an America's Best Racing correspondent and somebody who writes a lot of educational uh, blogs on handicapping and, and on capturing a lot of the lifestyle and fun activities that go on uh, around the track, and just really trying to show people and specifically younger people that. Horse racing is a cool sport. It is an awesome sport. Um, I love it, um, and anyone who I've ever brought to the track, like I'm sure you have, uh, has, has loved it as well. I, I've never brought someone to the track and said, ah, I don't really like this. That's, that, that's never the case, you know? Um, and so, um, you know, my start with it, uh, I, I was a fan. I was a fan, and, and I grew up a fan with my dad in Brooklyn, who would take me to the, uh, to the OTBs in Brooklyn, and would take me occasionally to Aqueduct or Belmont. And um, I got into it from the gambling side. Um, and, you know, I, I think if you were to put a, a label on me, first and foremost, I'm always going to be a handicapper. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, when you get up close with these animals and, and you get to see them, you get to spend time with them, you get to spend time with the people who, who care for them and who, and who train them up to their races and who own them and who, you know, make sure that they have good lives once their careers on the, on the track are over, when you start engaging with all these people and directly connecting with, feeling these forces, touching them, being a part of it, you can't help but have a greater appreciation for everything that racing has to offer. So I think a lot of this, that you know, where I am now in my career and in my life, it's about trying to, to spread that message as much as possible. Well, I think you're doing a great job and you know, your enthusiasm is obvious. You know, <laughs> when we hear... When you hear your voice, you know, you, you're, you're into it, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, 
maybe a little that, too into it, right? I mean, that's that's no, just like no, 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 no. You, you know what? <laughs> that, that's one of the great things about the horse business is you can never be too into it because it becomes part of your life. It becomes who you are. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, how, and, how do your friends in Brooklyn handle that, though? <laughs> so it's funny when people ask me, you know, what do you do on your free time and. And when you're working full-time um, in, in fan development, you know, with American Best Racing, and when you're launching a business on the side, and then you're also doing freelance work on the side side, there is no free time. Um, and so, like, I can say that, I mean, my only friend that I spend any time with at all is my wife. Um, and even she, uh, you know, we, we, we don't really necessarily get to spend the amount of time with each other that, that we'd like to spend. But she knows that, that, that I'm in this, and, and she's been, you know, from, from day one, I mean, she's always been, you know, right there by my side. And so she thinks I'm a little crazy, possibly, but she accepts it. Um, and uh, she's, like I said, always supportive. And my friends, you know, look, my friends, you know, going back to before all this started, who I, you know, obviously I, I just joking, I have, but you have friends um, outside of racing as well. And they, they you know, they, they think it's neat, you know, they, 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 like you said, I think they pretty much detect my, my passion for it, and um, they're extremely supportive of it. And you know, I've been I've been fortunate enough to be in situations where I've been able to bring people out to the races where they've gotten the behind the scenes look, they got to come in the paddock, they got to uh, they got the opportunity to go to the backside in the morning and, and and get up close to horses and feed them peppermints and all that stuff. So so all those experiences, I mean, when you can share those experiences, especially when you can share them with with people you care about, you know, makes it makes it all the more special. Now, you didn't grow up in a traditional horse environment. Am no, I correct? No, not at all. Not at all. And, you know, and that's part of you know, so, the message that I try to bring to people is that a lot of people, you know, have this perception of racing that you've got to be born into it. You've got to have, you know, a, a, you know, a, a relative who owns horses or who owns a farm or, or something along those lines. And it's just some elitist sport. I can tell you, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm the son of an immigrant. I was a first generation American. My parents were born in Morocco. Um, and I, you know, like, like when they came here, you know, they didn't really know anyone. Um, and, you know, you know, horse racing was something my dad brought with him from, from Morocco and France when he was growing up as a child. So, um, you know, horse racing was just sort of a, a fun, you know, a fun thing that we watched, but it, it was something we watched. It was a sport that we watched just like we watched baseball. Um, it wasn't like we had any direct connection to the sport. And so that's what I try to tell people, you know, this day and age with, with social media and, and, and everyone's ability to really have a voice, you know, through through Twitter or through Facebook or through Instagram, you know, start building up your your own personal brand. You know, if you love racing, just put it out there. Put it out there that you love racing. Start a blog. Tell people that, you know, you you know, you've handicapped a race card and here are your picks for a race and, and you know, if, if if you're good at it, you know, people will respond to it. If you're not good at it, people will, will tell you that you're not good at it. But you'll start a conversation with people as long as you put yourself out there, you know, go to the track and just try to network, try to engage, speak to people. And these are all the things I did. And, you know, fortunately, um, they put me in a position where, you know, I'm very much a part of the industry now. But, um, no, I, had, I certainly had no connection to it uh, when I first started. Now, did you have training in the media or in social media or networking? Or, or is this something that came, came to you kind of naturally? Yeah, I mean, look, my background is in media. I, I, I went to, uh, I, I graduated Syracuse University. Uh, you know, they, they've got a they've got a decent broadcast journalism school, <laughs> from what they told us. 
Um, so, um, yeah, as, as an SU guy, uh, I was trained, you know, I was tra- trained in broadcast. And so um, I actually did spend uh, close to, what, eight or nine years um, on TV as a local news reporter. I mean, certainly uh, not, not, not a high-profile news reporter. I, I, I basically covered crime and politics. So, you know, whatever the, the news Those two things go together these days, don't they? What's that? I said those two things go together these days, don't they? Crime, <laughs> crime and politics. You are not gonna, you're not gonna get me to go down that road. I'm. <laughs> okay. Because the next question I was, I was gonna see if you were gonna leak who your keynote speaker is for the racing side, <laughs> but uh, we won't go there. I'm not gonna put that pressure on you, Dan. Oh, like, I'll just, I'll just laugh it off. I'll laugh it off. But no, it is. We are uh, okay. living in. in, in I think the safe way to, to, to respond to it is that we are living in interesting times. And so um, with that being the case, you know, I think, um, you know, things are changing rapidly around us. And uh, the same thing goes for horse racing. I, I, I think the uh, the landscape is changing and, and it's very much, you know, if it was 25, 30 years ago, I don't know that I would be, you know, here talking to you about, you know, how I, how I you know, built my, you know, my foothold or how I got my foothold in the industry through social media or through or through any media uh, or through you know my ability to just walk up to somebody at a racetrack and start a conversation. I think there there are a lot of tools out there that, that can empower people to, um, to to have a voice and to and to really you know start making a mark um, and, and to really to do stuff that's positive. And if you if you love racing, um, that there are a lot of different ways in which you can channel that energy. No, and, and it's great to get young people like yourself involved because you're going to be around, good Lord willing, for you know a lot of years, and, and you're going to help shape things. And and as an older guy, both well, older guys, both Scott and I, I'm sure you know we really appreciate the energy that you're bringing to it. Now, can well, you I, tell I, us? I appreciate that. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the website? both the ABR website and the EquestriCon uh, website so people can go get information and uh, and uh, get up there in, to Saratoga. I know, as I mentioned earlier in the intro, I've changed my schedule so I can make it to the event. But uh, tell, tell the fans how they can do it. Yeah, well, I, look, I, I appreciate hearing that from you. And uh, I really do think this is an event that um, – you can't really afford to miss, and I'm not saying that because you know, I, just because I'm, I'm I'm one of the guys organizing it. I, I I'm saying that because you know, if you're a racing fan or, or if you want to have uh, an opportunity to participate um, in the in the discussion directly um, and, and to have a lot of fun with with, with everything racing, uh, this is your opportunity. So yeah, it's equestricon.com. That's e q u e s t r i c o n dot com. Equestricon.com. You go there, it'll give you a full schedule of events um, throughout the convention. Like I said, Monday, Tuesday, August 14th and 15th are the main convention days. Sunday is a kickoff day, so with certain passes, you'll be able to, to add add-on experiences, and so you'll be able to do stuff around around Saratoga on Sunday if you if buy certain experiences. But the baseline ticket for Monday, Tuesday is 25 bucks. That gets you in both days. You can't get much these days for 1250. Uh, so 12.50 a day is what you're paying to get inside the building, and then um, if you want to get involved in those panels that I mentioned, um, that's an added you know charge, 125 bucks, still well below 
you know, the, mar- the, the sort of the market value for a major industry uh, convention uh, that have all access to this many panels. Um, and then we have a VIP package as well on the site that you can look through. But, but all that's on there, EquestriCon.com. I uh, also say for our social media savvy listeners, uh, you can find us on Twitter at EQ Convention, and uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram as EquestraCon. Uh, American Best Racing, you'll find it at AmericanBestRacing.net. Uh, American Best Racing has got everything from, you know, written race previews this weekend. Uh, you know, we've got big races coming up really every weekend. Now we're we're in racing second season. You know, uh, headed toward the Breeders' Cup. Uh, the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series is actually, um, you know, on TV. is presented by, uh, on NBC, is presented by, uh, in part, America's Best Racing. And so uh, we're big supporters of, of everything Breeders' Cup. And, uh, you know, we encourage people to go on the website there, look at our race previews, look at our race recaps, and look at all the other fun stuff in and around the races. We've also just launched a new app, which is called Stay Lucky. Uh, it's a contest app in which you can win prizes and ultimately have a shot at winning a million dollars. So a lot of fun stuff happening on the on the America's Best Racing side for sure. Well, keep up the great work. Keep in touch with us. And uh, we'll hope to see you in Saratoga. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, I went to the movies the other night with my wife, also a Syracuse University graduate. Uh, and we went and paid, paid actually $13 per person to see a not very good movie. Okay. <laughs> So, so for twelve fifty, you're you're quite a bargain, and uh, yeah, we appreciate and, it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see you up there. Dan, thanks thanks for being on the show. We're going to break for uh, a commercial you. spot, and we'll be right back with uh, Mark Anna, who is uh, with Thoroughfan, and they are going to have their awards banquet just the day before the Equicon convention. When you head to a horse sale, either looking to buy or sell, you really don't know what's going to happen. In the blink of an eye, horses can leave the ring undersold or overpriced. But what if there was a better way to ensure a fair market price for both the buyer and seller? Here at The Stable, this fall, we're offering just that. We offer the ability to see your yearlings hard at work while giving you a better chance to make informed decisions that are calculated, not spur of the moment. We'll also provide in-depth commentary from our trainers, blacksmiths, and veterinarians on how each horse is progressing. Be part of horse racing history this summer right here in downtown Saratoga. Equestricon 2017 is coming August 14th and 15th at the Saratoga Springs City Center. Equestricon is the first ever international horse racing convention, fan festival, and trade show. There'll be something for every racing fan. Entertainment, education, autograph sessions with racing legends, and a chance to engage with the sport like never before. Get in on exclusive passes, tours, and events while tickets last at Equestricon.com. Come celebrate racing at Equestricon this August in Saratoga. And we're back with Mike Ammo of Therafan. Mike, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Great. Uh, Got your, your press release the other day and immediately wanted to get you on board because, you know, the work that Therafan has been doing over the years you know it's been phenomenal and we you know we're getting this is kind of our pre-saratoga show so we wanted to pop you in here uh tell us a little bit about that awards banquet because that sounds pretty great 
Yeah, it is. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. It's our fifth annual award, Thorofan Awards uh, uh, brunch. And the goal really is to create a, a fan-specific award event. It really is the only one that's offered in the country. And we started it five years ago in partnership with the NTRA, and we did it on a clips week at Gulfstream the first four years. And uh, and, and it, it went fine. Uh, we were doing well. We gave the award to Patrice Wolfson, from who owned the firm, and then we gave it to the next year, we gave it to Cotton Campbell from... Uh, Dogwood Stables, and then Michael Blowen from Old Friends. The last year we gave it to Tom Durkin, um, the announcer at Saratoga Breeders' Cup and Kirk Brown, who's retired. But all of a sudden we decided, we thought, well, maybe we could really expand the base, especially with the Quest for Con coming into Saratoga. We could expand our base by, by taking our brunch to Saratoga and give it a try to see if we could, could not do better in terms of attendance. We did great. We always had over 100 people. Uh, but we think Saratoga might do better than that. So we're, we're excited about it. So we brought it to the Embassy Suites in Saratoga, and we're going to be uh, on the August the 12th in the morning from 9, and we're going to open the doors at 9, registration at 9.30, program begins. So there'll be a full brunch, uh, and we have uh, keynote speaker uh, Donna Barton Brothers, who we all know as a, as a, uh, a racing analyst and commentator for NBC, and, start, and chief operating officer of Starlight Racing, but we're also, she was a jockey back in the late 80s and 90s and, and accumulated almost over 1,100 wins and first money over $18 million. And, and she's just a, a wonderful person to talk about the sport and tell her stories about women in racing. So we're excited about that. And uh, those of us that have been around, those been around Saratoga, we've seen the, the Farrafan Guide to Saratoga Racecourse Trainers, which was, we put together eight years ago to help people who watch the workouts be able to identify horses and trainers by their saddle panel and we make it we give it out free to everybody who wants it in Saratoga and the guy who developed it and, and actually created it and produced it for eight years Bob Giordano is going to be an awardee this year uh, because we think that he really brought a lot of people to understand the morning workouts an awful lot more than they ever did as a fan as a result of this experience no, you know, that, that's been such an influential piece in the Saratoga handicapping scene for the last, as you said, eight or nine years, uh, and it has really made an impact. Uh, it, it's opened a lot of people's eyes, and he does a great job. And then, then you have another major award as well. Yep, yep, we do. Uh, Am I correct? We've been, yeah, yeah, no, we've been partnering since the very beginning with uh, Horse Racing Nation, and, and their, their award as Fan of the Year is going to go to Don Mellon, who is the uh, founder and, and uh, president of, of the aftercare organization after the finish line, uh, and, and yeah, no, a super, super person. So we're excited about that. No, Don does a wonderful job. Uh, Scott and I are both involved with the uh, Florida Thoroughbred Horse Show Association, which is a circuit that we have down here in Florida for thoroughbreds, particularly a lot of aftercare type of horses, uh, oh. and we're well aware of Don's work, and she she's spectacular. You know, one of the things you decide by that, one of the things that Thorofan did is uh, when the NDRA uh, began to, I guess, wanted to get going, and I, thought, I mean, I guess probably Jack Wolf was the, the predominant guy, to create the uh, uh, the Aftercare Alliance, where they were crediting, they would be in the credit aftercare operations across the country. Uh, Jack Wolf asked Thorofan to have a seat on the ta at the table to begin to talk about what 
what fans thought was important in terms of dealing with aftercare. And I've been sitting as an advisor to that group since its inception. It's wonderful the kind of things we've been able to do to raise money and support people who are doing the kind of work that Dawn's doing. And she's such a great fan, so we're really excited about that. And of course... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said the other person which we're kind of excited about is Acacia Courtney is going to be on it. And the Florida people know her, but she's sort of the on-air analyst and personality at Gulfstream Park. But this is the second year she's been our MC. She was down at Gulfstream last year, and now she's going to do it here for us. And she is just a real consummate professional when it comes to media and dealing with racing. No, she does a great job with my old hockey buddy, Ron Nicoletti, and had the opportunity to meet Acacia. And she's, as you said, a consummate professional and also very positive for the sport. Very positive. So you've got an all-star cast. Scott had a question for you. I noticed your website, the Thoroughfan, and one of the things I look for in the horse industry is what attracts a non-horse person to to the industry. And I like that section on your website, Name Behind the Race, Woody yeah. Stevens. It's so yeah. doggone interesting, you know, that you don't have to be a horse person to see it, and you guys do a great job on letting people know what it, race is all about. That, 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 you know, this is a, Thurfan is a total volunteer group effort, and, and people sort of come to it because they have a passion. And in this case, uh, Brian Langlos, who's a, a veterinarian in Pennsylvania and just an avid racing fan, uh, has been working with us and giving us ideas and talking to us. And it's great to have that kind of medical background involved with us. And, but he came up with this idea. He said, you know, I talked to my friends and they don't know, well, why do they call them a race by that name? You know, why do they, so why do they call it the Wood Memorial? Who's Wood? What was Wood? That's what got him started, and, and I think he's done a half a dozen of these so far for us. Um, and and yeah, he's got Woody Stevens uh, uh, now, and you, we, we're going to be doing these about every week. He does a great job. He does it on you know the video, and it's really good to see. Yeah, it's great, especially as these guys get a little further down in history, like like Woody and some of the famous horses that stakes are named after. You know, it, it's really kind of cool for people to to get a feel for it. Now, how, how did you get involved? Well, I've been a, a racing fan for way too many years, but I just love the sport. And uh, Scott, I think know, he was about to say he was a racing degenerate. I, <laughs> yeah, that's what I you know. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I, I, you know, I, I, I guess the, how I started was really interesting. I'm, I, hate, I date myself a little bit, but I was I got out of graduate school. I went to Stony Brook on Long Island. Uh, back in the, in the late 70s, and I was in the 70s, and a friend of mine said, hey, there's this race at Belmont, you gotta go see it, you know, let's just go over and watch it. I don't know much about racing, neither do I. I said, so we, we kind of, our wife get together, we four of us go over, we crowd in, it happened to be Belmont States, 1978, and we sat there watching the affirmed Aladar race. We said, wow, this is unbelievable. This and I was really new to the sport. I said, you know, this is something I've never really experienced. I said, this is really exciting. And I think from that moment on, I've been trying to, to learn more about it and, and uh, to the point where I, I uh, got so involved that I was going to Saratoga did as many times as I could get off from work to get up to Saratoga to go to the races. And 
in 2000, I finally bought a house five blocks from the track. So now it's my summer home. I move up there in the summer so I can I can get to the races every day. I, I was that's right. why he I got racing it. degenerate. That is right. That's the <laughs> definition. I guess I, you know, I love the sport. It's a, you know, I, I miss very few of them. It's a great sport. Uh, and uh, our board is made up. So we had Dan Swordman on. What's that? No, we had Ted Tordman on just before you uh, from oh, yeah. ABR, from America's Best Racing. Sure, and sure. The weird thing, or the funny thing is, the excitement in your voice and the excitement in Dan's voice is such tremendous energy. You know, yeah. You guys really, really seem like you're wrapped up into it. You're, you know, and it, it's, it's great to see as a horseman, people that are not in the barn every day to have that kind of energy and excitement about it. Yeah, we we commend you for it. It's a great sport. I mean, it's just people don't don't. I mean, that's one of the things that, that we try to do a lot of with education. You mentioned the whole name behind the race. We try to. I mean, when you really learn about this sport, it, it is such a great sport. Uh, uh, and I'm going to say probably something that could be uh, considered her sort of a heresy in our business, but sometimes we put too much emphasis on, emphasis on the gambling before we talk about the sport. Uh, you know, they have to go together hand in hand. The sport is wonderful, um, and and you got to enjoy it and, and watch it. And, you know, I've grown from uh, from being a you know a degenerate fan going to the track and, and betting and, and buying houses in Saratoga, going all the time. To uh, I think four years ago, we bought into a, a local New York partnership, and we have three horses now. Uh, now I'm sort of an owner. You know, I'm a partner with a group of people. Our horse is running Saturday at Belmont. Good can that, how, how much better can that be? You know, we're going to be at Belmont tomorrow watching our horse run in the fifth race. Well, that's exactly how the model is supposed to work, right? That's exactly. You yeah, know, you get him involved, off. get him involved, get him to participate. That's right, that's right. And, you know, it's, 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 you know, everybody starts. You start as $2 and you work your way up, and some go in the path of, of, of being serious betters and maybe making a living at it. Some people say fans all the life. Some people get involved in, in, in the ownership end of it, and, and, and we've got to grow that. Uh, you know, I, I'm reminded, I went to a, a, a casino in, in uh, Syracuse, New York, a number of years ago, uh, and, I, and I have a small RV, and I was at the RV park, and I was going to dinner with my wife at the casino, uh, so we, we took the, drop, the truck over. And we were walking into the restaurant, and we found that the marketing manager showed us the directions of the restaurant. And we said, you know, how come you've got this wonderful RV park, and it's packed, but people come to the casino, there's so few people coming, you know, the van's always empty. How can you possibly sustain that? And he looked at us with, with you know, this is casino model. He said, we're marketing for the next generation. So if you're marketing for the next generation, he said, yeah. He said, we want people to come and have their kids have fun here and swim and enjoy things. And when they turn 21, they're going to think about coming back to turning turning stuff. And I said, oh, my gosh. You know, that is so interesting because racing doesn't have the luxury of thinking for the next generation. You know, we're just so concerned about trying to meet the bottom line every year that we, you know, maybe maybe every quarter, that we really have a hard time going out to the next generation. But that's what you really have to do if you want to build this board. Yeah, but you see, your your organization and you know organizations like ABR, you are actually reaching to the next generation. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're, you know, if I look at 
if I look at the photos on your website, okay, mm -hmm. and the articles, they're geared at people 25, 30, 35 years old. Well, that's the next generation of owners. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's 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 really great. I mean, you guys have identified that that, that sweet spot that we need to have. Yeah. And, and, yep. and I think you know, I think it's true. And you know, it's it's and, 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 and uh, I, I'm thinking of something now that we're we're going to kind of think about how we can do more of it if we can only get you know get ourselves spread out more than we are financially. But you know, I I, I had this this thought one time about the Cindy Lauper song, Lauper song, Lauper song. Uh, you know, girls just want to have fun. And you know, I thought about that for a minute. Yet I think maybe what we're missing here is fans just want to have fun. Uh, and we got to think. Well, about you know that. what? They just that, that's so true. We we had about fifty people over to the house for the Kentucky Derby. None of ah. which were were horse people. We we specifically said we're not inviting any of our horse friends. We're going to just invite regular people. Great. I got to tell you, they had a ball. They didn't know how to read past performances or anything, but we just kind of had a good time. One of my neighbors is an accountant. She started taking bets. She'll probably get arrested after this uh, broadcast. But uh, yeah, she started taking bets. Everybody had a blast. And so you're 100% right. They just want to have fun. Well, Let's not fun. make it more complicated than that. That's right. That's right. That's not, that's not making more complicated. You know, so many of those people probably couldn't tell you with an hour, what an ROI is. But they don't need to know that. Exactly. They want to have fun. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and that, that's the base of our sport, and we have to focus on that base. Well, I'm glad you are, Michael, and uh, we, we appreciate you know, what you're doing. Let the people know how they can get to the website, how they can get to the Saratoga Luncheon. Great. Sure, I will. Our, our, our Thorofan website is thorofan.com. I'll spell it. It's T-H-O-R-O-F-A-N.com. And when you get on the website, there's two places I want you to look. Uh, you can look the whole thing over, but focus. There's a little uh, link in there that said get a get a, uh, a trial newsletter free. I, I we publish a newsletter every Friday afternoon uh, that goes out to our members and anybody that's linked into the thing that talks about uh, a whole range of racing issues from handicapping to to human interest stuff. And we have a, we have a quiz and you know that kind of trivia questions and, and photos and stuff on it for our newsletter for our members. And the other button you'll see is is uh, is the purchase a ticket for the brunch, uh, and so you can go on through PayPal and buy your ticket, and and go to the brunch, um, and so that's how you get it. You can mail it in through the we're, we're in Saratoga, but you'll find the address on the website. But the brunch is, is we're selling the brunch. It's fifty dollars a ticket. If you're a member of Thorofan, which costs you twenty five dollars to join, we're going to give you a bonus, and you can get two tickets for twenty dollars each. So you can get two tickets for 40 if you're a member. So if, if you're not a member, it's going to cost you $50 for a ticket or 100 for two. If you're a member, it's going to cost you 40 for two. So we're trying to encourage fans to participate and join us. Uh, but the brunch is at, at the embassy speak is going to be uh, it's going to be unbelievable. And we've looked at the menu. It's their top brunch at that rest at that hotel and the, and the restaurant, and it, it, it is really a, a wonderful brunch. It's it's well worth. Uh, a $40 brunch, period, in, in Saratoga, easily. And, and so you're going to get the opportunity to meet Donna Brothers and Keisha and Bobby Giordano and Don Mellon, we hope. And, and we're going to try to have autographs and photograph sessions so people can 
can have pictures taken with these people and, and get it and get them signed. We're going to try to get uh, uh, various other things to make it easy, make it interesting uh, for for fans to participate and enjoy themselves. And we promise we'll have you out by noon so you can make it to the racetrack. Well, there you go. Th- that that is so Saratoga, right? That's right. You got to get there. Yep. We're only ten minutes from the Ephesus Seat downtown, even a walking distance. Probably a cab ride is. You know, the same to get to the track from the embassy suites. It's right down the street, less than a half a mile from Barbie. Maybe, let's say, three-quarters of a mile to the track. And, and so we finish up at noon. you got plenty of time to get there for the first race. Um, and enjoy yourself. Well, we're, we're planning to get up there, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, appreciate the great job that you guys are doing. Uh, and, you know, we'll see you up in Saratoga. Terrific. Look forward to it. Please say hi. We'll, we'll be around and look us up. You know, we uh, we try to do meetups at the Embassy Suites every Monday night during the meet. So that's sort of a common thing we did last year. I think we'll do it this year, but we'll have it on the website. So just people kind of come in and talk about what a great time they had on the weekend and why they didn't mind losing money. Okay. <laughs> well, keep, it, keep us posted as well. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks again, Mike. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Take care. And that we're just going to pop out for a couple of uh, minutes with commercials, and then we're going to be back talking about some aftercare stuff. Thanks a lot for listening to the Equisport News. When you head to a horse sale, either looking to buy or sell, you really don't know what's going to happen. In the blink of an eye, horses can leave the ring undersold or overpriced. But what if there was a better way to ensure a fair market price for both the buyer and seller? Here at The Stable, this fall, we're offering just that. We offer the ability to see your yearlings hard at work while giving you a better chance to make informed decisions that are calculated, not spur of the moment. We'll also provide in-depth commentary from our trainers, blacksmiths, and veterinarians on how each horse is progressing. Be part of horse racing history this summer right here in downtown Saratoga. Equestricon 2017 is coming August 14th and 15th at the Saratoga Springs City Center. Equestricon is the first ever international horse racing convention, fan festival, and trade show. There'll be something for every racing fan. Entertainment, education, autograph sessions with racing legends, and a chance to engage with the sport like never before. Get in on exclusive passes, tours, and events while tickets last at Equestricon.com. Come celebrate racing at Equestricon this August in Saratoga. And we're back with Jim and Sandy from Thoroughbred Sport Horses. Jim and Sandy, how are you this morning? Very good, thank you. Good morning, Les. I'm fine. Beautiful day. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure. Your buddy uh, Scott Miller is with us. Scott, say hello to your friends. Glad to talk to you guys. You got a great project going there, and we look forward to seeing you here in Florida this winter. Looking Scott, forward to Scott's it. Scott's very shy Thank on you. the radio. You know, in person, you can't get him to stop talking, but on the radio, he gets a little shy. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, Scott's not shy. <laughs> hey, where, in, where in Kentucky are you guys located? We're located right in the heart in Lexington, um, Lexington, Kentucky, Bluegrass, right between uh, Keeneland and the Thurba Training Center. Okay, I know exactly where you're at. Uh, Scott was telling me a little bit about what you all are doing. Can you tell us uh, 
a little bit about the program that you have there and what you do on a daily basis? I would love to. Um, you know, we, the thoroughbred industry, um, you know, when these horses are finished racing, um, you know, they, they need a second career. And uh, one of the things we try to promote and try to, you know, let the public know that these horses are lovely. They've got good minds. Um, you know, they do sometimes need some rehab, and we do take them in. We, you know, patch them up if needed, rehab them. Um, horses can go into trail riding jobs. They can go into uh, jobs. We have horses that have been in the Grand Prix. We have horses that are eventing. Um, we have horses that are in Montana um, cutting cows. <laughs> so these horses are very versatile, and what we do is we, we bring them into our program when they are finished racing, and the owners want them off the books. Um, and we, uh, if they need rehab, we do that, and we also evaluate them, put them in a training program, and um, make sure that they're placed into the appropriate homes because all these thoroughbreds are very different. You know, are some you could put a 10-year-old child on, and, and some are ready to go to the Rolex. So they're all different. Well, you know, let, let's talk about that because your, your job is kind of a tricky job. You, you know, you're, you're rehabbing them, you're retraining them, and then you're kind of interpreting what kind of rider that they can go to. Uh, how, how do you, you, ha, you have a system for that, or is there? Yeah, um, when we do a lot of, um, you know, we try to reach out to the public as much as possible through our advertising. Um, when we have people contact us interested in rehoming one of these horses, we have them fill out a pre-purchase application. Um, it's for two purposes. One is to make sure the horses go into a good home. Uh, that we feel comfortable with. And the second reason is that we want to make sure we try to find the appropriate fit, make sure the rider and the horse are a good fit together. Um, you know, we have questions in that application. Um, so what level of rider are you and, and that sort of thing. And also, you know, whether you have your own farm or, or whether you're planning on boarding this horse, um, do you have a trainer involved and, and all those kind of questions. And so on a given year, about how many horses go through your barn? Oh, it varies. We, we've had, I would have to say vaguely, I'd have to say, you know, hundreds. Uh, back in 2015, we, we did, I think we rehomed around 300 horses, somewhere around that. Wow. You know, yeah, it's a lot. Um, we were very aggressive. You know, we, we care so much. Um, you know, we, we don't just have them here and sitting in a field you know we want to find them homes because the faster we can find them homes there's so many that need homes no and, and that that's very true and you, you sometimes get into situations you know where horses are rehoming situation but they're there for 8 10 12 years uh and, and that that doesn't really do anybody any good yeah uh, the other thing you that we do you know we, we've, tried, we've tried to go a little bit and beyond um, you know, we're always trying to improve our program. We microchip our horses, register them. Um, you know, this is to try to protect them. Uh, you know, we, we try to go the extra mile and, you know, trying to help the horses. And, and we, love our, we love our clients. We love our customers. You know, they can reach out. We always tell them, you know, if something goes wrong, um, please, we want to be the first call. I mean, we've, we've exchanged these horses after two years of them being in the new owner's care. 
Now, now you talked about 300 horses in 2015. How long have you guys been in operation? Oh, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a long time, um, about 10 years. Okay, so you, you've seen a lot of faces go through the door. We have. We have. We've seen a lot. Um, our Facebook page now has 85,000 uh, followers on there, and we're uh, constantly And the name of that page is? Oh, what's, what's the name of that page? The Thoroughbred Sport Horses, our business Facebook page. Okay, and do you have a website? Yes, our website is um, tbshcares.com. Where so we, it's um, tbhs care. Cares, c a r e s dot com. Yep, tbshcares.com. We post our horses. We post graduates. Um, you know, testimonials of what the horses are doing. So, we also um, do uh, animal therapy on our horses. Uh, Jim is a uh, equine therapist and uh, laser. I'd like to let him tell you a little bit about what he does. Uh, you know, with some Absolutely. of the rehabbing of these horses. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, let, let, let's let's hear from him. Good morning again. Yeah, this is Jim, and uh, you know, Sandra and I. This is this is truly a it's it's a mom and pop business. We both work, uh, you know, seven days a week at it, and we uh, we have a strong kind of a belief in this, and you know, our marketing is is key to our success because we go the extra distance as far as marketing. You know, we're, we're, we're uh, not a not, not for profit, but uh, you know, in the end, there may or may not be a lot of profit here in what we do. But uh, we try to be as uh, thorough as our thoroughbreds. We have, uh, you know, a paperwork system, uh, an evaluation system. Sandra is, is the key here to this because her background and expertise with horses uh, mostly all of her life, she has a unique ability to, uh, you know, when a horse enters our, what we call our program, when a horse enters our program, of course, we evaluate them, and, and she's key here as the primary evaluator. She can, she can look at this horse, she can get on this horse, and very, very quickly, uh, she determines what this horse, what each horse is best suited for. So we go through a process in our marketing where uh, we get many calls. We get many, many hits, many calls, many leads, uh, and we screen them. She talks to each and every person, and then she actually tries to fit the horse because we know that uh, if we can fit the horse with the, with the good owner and you know monitor where it goes and what they're gonna be doing with it, then the longevity of the horse and proper care is almost guaranteed. Uh, my end of the of the of the business, in addition to uh, you know farm or stall maintenance things like that, is to evaluate the horse for any type of muscle injuries or soreness issues. And uh, I I developed a laser therapy uh, program, which I actually teach people here uh, how to apply the cold laser and do uh, manual therapy on the horses. I'm board certified. Uh, 
by the American Medical Massage Association, and I'm also licensed here by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission as an equine therapist. And so when a horse comes in, we look at it, we evaluate it, but what I do is I go through the different movement issues of the horse to see if there's any muscle injuries or related issues that makes the horse not want to go out and do what we needed to do as far as the different disciplines. And then I'll apply the laser. I do conduct some clinics here where I'll take my students in, and I have students that come in, and we can work on these horses, and we tune them up is what we do. We get them all tuned up, and then we put them out. We see what they can do. Then we take them, we do a video production of the horse, and then we shoot this video out worldwide. We've sold horses all over the world. And so it's a process by which we go back and forth, Sandra and I go back and forth, and we try to, you know, our goal here is to impact or get the thoroughbred back into a totally different world, working world, where longevity, you know, where they're not just used on the racetrack for two or three years, and then what happens to them? You know, what happens to them is unless they're rehomed, they do go into some of these warehousing and retirement places, and we just think that there's a better life for them out there if they're in the show world or in a different environment where people will care for them a little better. Longevity is what we're looking for with the racehorses. So it's a good program. Typically, from when a horse gets onto the grounds to when you get them to the point of being able to say, okay, this one can go home with somebody, how long does that take you? Yeah, every horse is different, you know, just like in any breed. They're all different. If they need rehabbing, certainly they're going to take a little longer. There are times when we may get one in and it's a little more difficult to train. I will say with the thoroughbreds, with our experience, I mean, I get on over 100 of these horses a year, and with my experience, the root of 100, you might get one that's really difficult. But for the most part, they're all able to be retrained and transitioned into something. But I would say it's always different. It could be, you know, two weeks. It could be, you know, three months, depending on the horse. Okay, and that's one of the nice things that I'm hearing from you is that your attention is paid to each individual horse. There's not a program where the horse has to fit a square peg into a square hole. Yeah, and again, you know, they're all different. You know, for some reason, there is a misconception, unfortunately, and not everybody. I don't want to say everyone, but there seems to be a misconception that, you know, all thoroughbreds are crazy or nuts because, you know, they're on the track, and that's just not true. You know, I mean, I look at those exercise riders. I used to be one. They do a fantastic job training these horses. And, yes, when they come here, some of them are a little fired up, but they let down pretty quickly. They don't need six months to be let down. You know, you can turn them out. Let them turn out and be a horse for a couple days. They're used to being in a work program. I feel they feel neglected. They're just turned out and forgotten about. They want human attention. They want to be worked with. 
So yeah, they um, want a job. Yeah, they a job. They, they're domesticated horses. <laughs> they're not wild. They they're used to human attention, and they do um, definitely want a job. And and they all have different jobs. I mean, we've had three year olds uh, that have come into a program that were so docile, so quiet, and they really went out to twelve year old children. And the parents are happy. The trainers are happy. Um, of course, that was after my evaluation. You know, safety comes first, absolutely. But now, before you got into this, what were you doing? Well, my background has always been in horses. Um, you know, when, when years and years ago, um, when we first got married, we had, you know, we had kids, started a family, and, you know, we did do some corporate America. Um, you know, I, I, I used to work as um, a computer operator, you know, running mainframes. So, I mean, we've got some corporate background, um, but we've always been involved in horses, and I've always had a love for horses. You know, my background is uh, showing from five years old up until, you know, 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. And so this has always been my passion, and, and I'm so glad that I'm able to, you know, be able to give back to these groups like like, you know, we've been able to have this program do. Well, we're, we're fortunate that you guys are doing that. Before we go, uh, give us the website again and the Facebook page, and uh, we'll see if we can get some of these sources adopted for you. Oh, that would be wonderful. They, you know, I'll tell you every day, you know, pretty much I'll, I'll go out, we'll go out on Facebook and we thank you know, thank our Facebook followers um, because without the public, these horses wouldn't have a chance. We can do what we can do, but unless they get rehomed, these horses don't have a chance. It's them. I, we're, we're a team. We're all a team. The, the website is uh, is TSH, that's T is in Tom, B is in boy, S is in Sam, H is in horse, cares, C A R E S dot com. And our Facebook page is Thoroughbred Sport Horses. Great. Well, we appreciate it. Get, if you could do me a favor, Git's got a link to your page and we'll put it up on our website. We very much appreciate that and the horses appreciate it. <laughs> I certainly will. Great. Thanks, guys. And we appreciate you being on the air with us. This is Les Salzman and Scott Miller uh, thanking you for joining us on this episode of Equisport News. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.